Hello and welcome to Art School Thinking, a podcast that shares ideas, concepts and strategies to help creatives like you develop new ideas. Last episode, we talked about the importance of embracing uncertainty and today we're going to talk about the importance of process over final product. So I've taught a lot of art students in my time and one of the biggest things I try and instill into them in the first few weeks that they're with me is that focusing on a perfect, finished, really impressive final product is usually quite unhelpful and usually leads to artwork that is a bit stuck, artwork that is inauthentic and artwork which doesn't really tally with the artist's central ideas and fascination. Before they even start making art, they're trying to get to some alien image that they believe is good and they're neglecting a really key part, and that is the creative process. If we neglect the creative process, if we only ever try to achieve perfect, finished, impressive pieces of artwork that someone, our auntie or our cousin or our friend, is going to want to hang on the wall, then we're going to quickly become unsatisfied with our practice because it is not going to be authentic and it's not going to be tied to our sort of central artistic aims and narratives. So at art school we have various strategies to try and break students out of this habit. We want to instill the importance of creative experimentation and creative risk-taking This is the art school way and this is the creative process that can lead to uh, innovative, authentic and interesting pieces of art and design. So do you want your artwork to come from a place that feels authentic for you? Do you want it to be truly original? Then you need to engage in the creative process. This is as most things easier said than done. We have an innate tendency to to want to produce perfect things. We're frightened of failure. We're scared of people looking at our artwork and laughing and judging us, telling us that we're not good. Most artists have a huge imposter syndrome and making artwork that is less than perfect feeds that monster. But we have to learn to manage that. We have to learn to accept creative mistakes, uh, to accept creative failures because that is the main way that we learn. It's the main way that we create new ideas. So lots of people have looked into the creative process and where creative creativity comes from. One theory came from a British psychologist, Graham Wallace who developed a four-stage model in the 1920s. It outlined in his book, The Art of Thought. And this it was based on uh, many years of observing how other creative people worked. And he came up with this four-stage uh, creative process model. Stage one was preparation, which is where we sort of gather our materials together. Stage two is incubation, which is where we sort of 
consider it and we allow the idea to develop in our heads. Stage three is illumination, which is like a sort of aha moment where you have a sudden eureka realization. And stage four is verification, where we basically do what we're going to do. I have a problem with this four-stage model of creative process because it ends with the product. The ultimate goal of this model is to produce the piece of artwork, to produce this final thing. And I think having that model, that type of narrative in our head can stop us from taking creative risks, um, experimenting with different strategies. Because if we're only ever attempting to get to the final product, what's going to push us forwards to develop our ideas? This four-step model, which ends with the final product, encourages us to stop, basically, to, to do something and then stop. And I think that's not what we want. That's a lot. That's something that a lot of artists struggle with. They lose inspiration, they have writer's block, they have blank canvas panic. So I've come up with an alternative creative process, which I teach my students. My creative process is a little bit different and it goes like this. Stage one is to create something, to just do something, to draw, to paint, to sketch, to photograph, to print, whatever it is whatever it is that you do, to stitch, whatever, to just do it without thinking too much. The second stage is to develop that thing that you've done. And the way, the easiest way to develop something is to apply a different creative strategy to it. Now, there's a, there's, there's a sort of like a set amount of creative strategies. I go through these strategies in a lot of detail through my sessions online. It's uh, the same sort of strategies that we teach at art school. And it includes things like looking at negative space, incorporating appropriation, including text, creative use of text in your work, changing the scale of your work, utilizing a bit of juxtaposition in your work. There's more. That's just a small example. But part of my creative process is to Pick one of those different creative strategies and apply it to your first example. So, for example, we might do a sketch and then I might think, right, I want to develop this. Let's bring in a bit of juxtaposition. So I'll bring in an element that is juxtaposing with the first bit. Once I've developed it with that creative strategy, I then reflect. That's stage three. I step back. I have a look at it. I reflect what works, what doesn't work, what do I want to do more of, what do I want to do less of. It's quite helpful to write that down as well, keep a record of it. And then the fourth stage is repeat. So we go, we start again. We go back to the create, develop, reflect. So once I've done my initial sketch, for example, and then I've incorporated a bit of juxtaposition, that's my development, then I reflect on it. And in this instance, I might, I might decide that the juxtaposition of subject matter really didn't work, but there was a color scheme that came out of that which really interested me. So when I do my next creation, I'm gonna include, I'm gonna base it around that new color scheme. 
So I'll do a sketch using that new color scheme. Then I'm going to develop again. I'm going to apply a different creative strat strategy to it. That creative strategy this time might be something different. I might incorporate a bit of text, for example. Once I've incorporated the text into that artwork, I'm going to go to the reflection. I'm going to stand back. I'm going to have a look. I'm going to decide what works, what doesn't, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. I can do that reflection myself, but I can also incorporate other people as well. I can ask a friend. I can ask a colleague. I can ask a family member. What do you think? You tell me what works. You tell me what doesn't work. That can be a, a good reflection as well. But the most important bit is that we then repeat that cycle. Once we've reflected, once we've made a decision, we go back to the create and the develop and then reflect and repeat. And it's this ongoing cycle. What you will find about professional artists who have been practicing many years is that they continually go through this process. They don't stop doing it, even if they're very successful. They will continually be reflecting and repeating that creative process of create, develop, reflect and repeat. And you may not be a famous artist, but it's something that you can do too. And I guarantee that it will give you new inspiration, new ideas and artwork that feels authentic. At my college, in the classes that I've taught, I have a lot of students that come to me and they have a lot of blockages. Some of these blockages are like emotional blockages where maybe they don't feel confident doing certain things. Some of the blockages are more intellectual. They might have, for example, an intellectual disagreement with modern art. They don't like it. They don't understand it. They might also have skill blockages, which is basically they want to be able to paint a face in a certain way, but they don't understand the skills. Most artists have some sort of creative blockage. The creative process can help you with that as well. If we force ourselves to engage with the creative process, even if, for example, we don't like contemporary art, but we want to bring in a bit of creative use of text, which is quite a common strategy with contemporary art. The creative process and engaging with the creative process forces us to do it. And I have a a lot of anecdotal examples of my students who have come to college with blockages, they engage with this creative process and they find those creative blockages slipping away. I'm not saying that you need to love everything, I'm not saying that you need to understand everything, but engaging with these things, trying them out, will guarantee you to find new ideas and new inspiration and, and broaden out your understanding of art. There are lots of examples of creative processes. People have different theories about this, but this is the way I articulate it and I find that it's most successful. So if you've got an overflowing box of art materials sitting at home being unused, if you're suffering from creative block of some sort. Maybe you're a bit tired of doing the same sort of artwork and you feel like you need a change, you need to push yourself a little bit more. Perhaps you feel like you want to create a more original style, something which chimes with you more authentically and individually. Then please do try this creative process out. It might not be easy, but
but it will definitely be worthwhile doing. Step one, create, which is to just do something that feels good, that comes sort of instinctually. Step two, develop it by applying a different creative strategy to it, onto it, on top of it. Then stage three, reflect. And finally, repeat, start all over again. So as a final summary, if we devote more time to creative processes rather than on the elusive search for a beautiful finished product, if we engage with all the creative mistakes, uncertainty and risk taking that the creative process includes, we will produce better artwork that is more authentic more meaningful than it would have been otherwise. This is the art school way. So thank you for listening today and I hope you can join us for the next session. Remember to check out all the free resources that I've got available through my online art school, artschoolbysubscription.com and I hope you'll join us for the next podcast.